Welcome back to The Cooling Rack, the podcast about the great Canadian baking show where we don't glaze over any of the bakes and there are absolutely no soggy bottoms allowed. My name's Michael. And I'm James. I almost said, my name's James. <laughs> and I'm Michael. <laughs> because I guess like uh, uh, I was thinking over what you said last week, right? So I was literally replaying everything and then I was like, no, 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 wait, hold on. Say your name, not James's. Um, but anyway, we, we made it through and um, we've made it onto greener pastures. That greener pasture is botanical week. Fruits so and florals. <laughs> yes, yes, you got two fruits here for Botanical <laughs> Week for you. So, you know, we're giving this extra authenticity. Uh, yes. So, yeah, that's fun. James, what do you think of this week as a theme? Um, I truly enjoyed it. Um, I They've not done something like this on GCBS, I don't think. So I really enjoy the fact that they're exploring um, new and different themes and styles. Uh, I will say that I found the theme not scattered, but just a little loose. I feel like we're playing it a little loose with botanicals um, uh -huh, this uh -huh. time around. I felt especially like it was loose on the technical. Yes. Like, that yes. was that was like that was loose, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was a way to get around. Um, it's like they wanted them to make a dumpling, but they, they don't want to do them to an... make dumplings. Exactly. But they didn't yeah. want to do an Asian week. So they, they just shoved it into the botanical week. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was well timed as well, because it's almost spring like here in uh, Toronto right now. So it felt very appropriate. Well, OK, so as uh, I believe was confirmed by the show that they did know, in fact, that they were going to um, have a. Uh, um, february like um air date right so they probably would have mm. then been able to kind of know that this would be airing you know around the start of spring so it was probably timely and as such planned that way so makes perfect sense and it was wonderful yeah. how about you what did you think yeah i thought it was cool I, th I thought it was fun i think i was expecting something a little different from like the name and even a little bit of what we we so I, I guess, okay, it's it's like the technical. The technical was like not botanicals. Like, have you ever been eating spinach and been like, oh, these botanicals taste so great, you know? <laughs> no. Because no. then aside from that, like that was what they were saying was like the botanical of it was the herbed garden, like, you know, with the spinach. So it was just like, you know, that that was just how I felt. Yeah, not going to lie, when last week they previewed uh, Botanical Week, I thought that they were going to just show up with a tub of flowers, yeah. edible, edible yeah. flowers, and been like, figure it out. Yeah. yeah Use or it was gonna all be... these tulips in your bake. I would have even considered something with matcha to be a much more botanical uh. kind of technical than yeah like a herbed spinach dumpling you know that's fair that's fair or at least like a bit more emphasis on like maybe floral decor like i know they did it they like, did i know yeah. they did floral yeah. decorations but i wasn't um like i feel like even when the hosts were describing the challenge they weren't like you know make a secret garden you know your challenge is to make Ooh. a secret garden yeah. with a lock and key or you know something like that like i yeah. feel like that would have elevated it um it did seem sort of almost like retroactive. They're like, ah, well, everyone did florals, so let's just call it Botanical Week. <laughs> <laughs> Again, obviously, it wouldn't have been because there was like the the intros yeah, from the hosts yeah, it was and obviously everything. Planned. Yeah. Oh, which by yeah. the way, so we haven't really talked about them this season that much. I think that the new hosts, Alan and Anne, are doing great. I really, really like them. Me too. I um I think they're super kind. I love their sense of humor. And I think they complement the judges really well. Like the yeah. four of them, I feel, work yeah, really well as together a, as a, a as a set. Yeah. Exactly. I was gonna say as a pair, and then I was like, well, it's four of them, but I guess it's a pair of, you know, pairs. judges and a, yeah, it's a pair of pairs. So yeah. And a pair for botanical week. So there you go. There you go. It's a full <laughs> Cause house. Because apparently fruits are botanicals. Like, is is that actually the case? Or was this just using the widest definition of botanical? Like when I think of botanicals, I just think of botanical gardens out in um Hamilton Burlington. or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think there's fruits 
there. In that <laughs> Not unless like, we I feel know. Like it's just treat. <laughs> Not unless it's Pride Week. Hey. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. My God. Yeah. 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 That's too funny. Um, okay. So the signature bake this week was a fruit tart. Um, and again, like, I guess, okay, we've talked about it enough. We're not going to go on with every single bake about like, does this qualify as botanical? But um, it does have like the colors to me that do kind of say botanical, like floral, like that sort of a thing. Um, yeah. How do you feel about fruit tarts? Oh, I, I love fruit tarts. I really thoroughly enjoy them. Um, again, local bakery, uh, Clooney's nearby makes an excellent fruit tart, but they don't use like a cookie. Like this one used a biscuit crust for the tart uh where i get mine it's a flake pastry oh oh my god that sounds so good that's like custard crust it's so good it's it's flake pastry with custard and then right now it's typically blueberries and strawberries and a bit of powdered sugar and it is to die for oh that sounds so good yeah um i like a fruit tart too i i um I guess it depends on the size of the tart and then how much fruit is on top, you know? I don't particularly love um, if there's, like, so much fruit, especially, like, you bite into it and the fruit starts falling off. It's like, okay, like, don't give me a cornucopia of fruit. Like, <laughs> you know, just keep it normal. I agree. I think when it comes to fruit tarts, it is, like, what you're going in there for is a good pastry and a really good pastry cream or a good custard and then mm. the fruit is merely there to often add a bit of acidity and tartness that will cut through the sugar and the fat but i agree that oftentimes if you're gonna be like fruit of the loom i don't need the fruit of that's the cornucopia of fruit it's the fruit of the loom i don't need that on my fruit tart no ma'am um okay so first up we had maggie who had her lavender peach tarts so I really liked the way that this looked and I would, uh, I love peaches and I can't say I've really had too many lavender flavored things. Obviously, I'm very familiar with the scent of lavender, but I can't say I've really tasted it much, but I can believe that this would taste absolutely incredible. Uh, I agree. I thought that the bake was beautiful. Uh, Maggie also did some interesting diversity, I think, amongst hers. And I think, I think Tanner kind of did this too, but it, it, there were sort of different ones and they formed a really nice set together i personally am a little challenged with lavender things um i don't particularly like the scent and i don't know if you know this but i feel like two years ago two years ago i think there was a huge lavender craze and my mom went all the way to quebec because they have some lavender farm in quebec and they went all the way there because she wanted to see it and then she brought home lavender infused honey and it all and it always just tastes like i think this is what bruno was referring to when he says it tastes a little bit like you know oh the toilet (laughs) yeah it it always tastes like whatever it is so in this case honey and then like it's like someone that just took lavender and just like smothered your face in it so you taste the honey but your nose is just lavender so i'm not i'm not a fan i'm not a fan typically yeah, I can see that. Again, I haven't really tasted too much lavender, but I can imagine that it's like a scent that would remind you of uh, or like a flavor that would be like, am I eating perfume or air freshener? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I, I gotcha. It's like how some people feel like minty tasting stuff gets too toothpastey. Exactly, exactly. And I feel like a lot of things in life are lavender scented. And when you're eating, you don't always want it to be reminded of those things. So very true. Very true. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, she got great critiques. They really liked they said that the lavender was like, well, um, kind of like well positioned. It, it didn't have too much, but also not like too little that they were like, well, you told us there was lavender and it's just peach. So <laughs> the Goldilocks tart. Yeah, exactly. So so good on you. Um, okay, then we had Mahati. With her fresh tropi fruit tarts. I loved those little coconuts. Like, I would yeah. totally buy, like, a little tray of those. Like, you know, some, like, kind of, like, Kinder Bueno, like, kind of a thing. Like, you know, <laughs> I would totally, I thought that those were so cute. And I would absolutely eat them, like, you know, at least, like, five at a time. 
they totally reminded me of Kinder Bueno. You are so right. You are so right. Um, I like the coconuts as well. I was a little challenged with the color of the custard or the cream. Like it wasn't, it just yeah, wasn't my thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, uh, I, I didn't really enjoy the color. And then even the curls, the green, for some reason that combination of like the very light faint green and sort of the that the color of the guava um it didn't it didn't appeal to me very much but the coconuts were definitely super cute totally yeah i agree with you 100 percent um the judges also said that she had like um uh too thin pastry like it was kind of um uh not quite spreading enough so yeah that was that was kind of her critiques yeah i wrote in all caps shrinkage because i guess what shrinkage. happens when you're <laughs> When your pastry isn't thick enough um, and it begins to bake, it like it pulls back and it pulls down. So she ended up with some like shrinking down the sides of it. So but overall, you know, pretty yeah. good bake. Yeah. Yeah. Like decent. Um, I just I, I would be curious to try it, but I don't know. Like it's not something I'm running out to go and have mm-hmm. based on, mm-hmm. you know, my flavor profiles. So. I don't know if I'd break COVID protocols to go get it. Maybe something. Like yeah, that. there you go. There you go. That's how we'll how we'll define everything. Um, okay, so then we had Tanner with his little tarts of sunshine. So he had kind of an inconsistent bake um, with the uh, uh, I guess doneness of the bottoms of his tarts. Um, they were kind of you know. Uh, a little darker, a little not as as much. Um, the judges, like, I, I personally thought that his looked really nice. I'm just kind of going off what the judges said here. The The strawberries were too thin, so they were kind of just, like, mushing. Um, but they did like the citrus, and they liked the thyme dough, which Tanner thought he deserved extra points for. So, Yeah, I, I, I wrote that I, I typically like citrus and custard. And then I think when he said that he added, he said he added a bit of time to elevate it. And so I was like, oh, so these are some bougie tarts. That's what you mean. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But I found it interesting that some of them baked way faster than others. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. some were like actually almost crispy. So that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, I also learned about, um, like, thanks, Tanner, for the tip about um, removing the pith from, from like, a clementine. I didn't know that that was a way to do that, but that was, like, good to know. I've always wondered how people actually do that. I was like, what kind of industrial machine are you using to do this? <laughs> but uh, apparently you just boil them, so. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I, mean, I feel like it's the same principle as, like, tomato skins. You know what I mean? Who peels off the skin of a tomato? So when a lot of people, when you make tomato sauce, you don't want the skin. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. For a tomato. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. But like, I would just buy a, like a can of like tomatoes. Oh, not in the home country, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah. my heritage is Scottish and British. So it's like potatoes and gravy and meat. So, you know. yeah. Yeah. The tomatoes came all over by boat and in a can. You got it. <laughs> if we were lucky. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I uh, okay. That's, that's a good point about the tomatoes. I, I, but I thought you were talking like to eat somebody was just like peeling off like you know like sometimes when you eat grapes and you like peel off the skin off of a grape <gasps> until it kind of looks like like a, a like a little eyeball like sort of a thing right i thought you were meaning that, <laughs> that people ate tomatoes that way no no <laughs> but I was like, who does this i remember when i was in high school um one of my teachers one of my science profs ate a tomato like one would eat an apple i just kind of held it Oh. And I was like, I thought that was so fascinating and interesting. So I'd I never seen just, that before. It's, it's, it's size wise, right? Because like I eat like cherry tomatoes, right? Like, yeah. you know, you just kind of yeah. eat those whole or like, you know, take a bite or, or, or whatever. But it doesn't feel weird because it's so small. It's once it reaches a certain size that there's a lot left in your hand, even after a full bite, that it becomes yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. But But I also like for me. I said, I said for me yeah. or on drag race canada pour moi i said pour <laughs> moi um uh i find like because tomatoes are juicier than apples that i feel like if you ate it like it would just get everywhere and so Ooh. that would be not a lot of fun 
I love tomatoes, um, like good <laughs> tomatoes, but I would never eat one that way. That's actually like it's kind of grossing me out. Picture because you know it's also it's the little seeds inside. You know, you and just the picture flesh, that all right? like dribbling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No. yeah. Now that anyway. I said dribbling, oh no. Okay. Shakun um, goo girl. Most of that wasn't actually about Tanner's bake, though. Is there anything else you want to say about his bake? No, I thought they were cute. Like I thought they were cute. They looked yeah. like little sons. They were cute. Yeah. 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 Okay. Then we have Larry. Oh, with the dragon, Dragon Ball Z fruit tart. <laughs> so, okay. Do you think that that was what he was going for with? that name because like he has a son who's like it sounds like a teenager or something like that right so like there is a realistic chance that the son could be into like you know anime which could mean like he's aware of like dragon ball z and he balled dragon fruit and then made a play between the two or was this just like he balled the fruit maybe there were also nine balls and i believe there are nine dragon balls so i was i was kind of curious larry let us know if you intended for that and they, we just missed that um yeah. or they missed it on the show <laughs> um, but yeah i thought it was pretty cool if that's what it is yeah i thought that his were super cute i mean this this one uh it's kind of antithetical to what i said earlier of um i wouldn't want to eat something where like the fruit would just be falling off as soon as you take a bite and this one feels like it would border on that mm-hmm. um and i can't really say that i've had much dragon fruit but i actually wanted to eat these the most because they were the most unique looking and colorful and kind of playful mm-hmm. i i agree i think they'd be a little bit difficult to eat just because there is so much fruit on it and the judges did say because dragon fruit etc are a little wetter it also made like the the cream kind of leaky. So I do think overall, like I think they looked really nice. They actually kind of re- reminded me of like sushi and almost like a little sushi sets, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think it'd be a little wet. Like I think it'd be a little like like eating a tomato like an apple. <laughs> okay, I get you. That's the reference this week. Good. Um, okay, then we had Sheldon uh, with the Tangulu strawberry tart. So they weren't all glazed um like or at least equally um and some of those strawberries were huge like <laughs> ginormous like like it, i eat um you know uh, frequently like um yogurt and granola and like some fruit like for breakfast or something or like you know i used to just have like cheerios with fruit or or that and strawberries i always cut up my strawberries to put at least in half sometimes if it's a big one into quarters and sheldon was just like no whatever have like half a pint on your on your tart (laughs) (laughs) i can't remember if it was this summer because i don't even remember this year i can't remember if it was this summer or last summer though we had so much rain i do remember the strawberries being massive but not sweet because all they did was soak up water Oh, really? So I can't remember. Yeah, I remember it was I either strawberries. this past year or last one. Yeah. I grew strawberries on our balcony last summer, and it was in- I had so many strawberries. There was, like, for, like, so long. I had strawberries from June till September. Um, what? And they were, yeah, and they were really good. Obviously, like, the best ones were kind of through, like, June, even into, like, August. They were still really good. Um and yeah, like they, but they were sweet. And yes, it did rain. Actually, it didn't rain a whole ton last summer. Like it, we would have some big storms, but it wasn't like a crazy amount. But um, hmm. I was, I was shocked at like from my little potted plant, how large the strawberries actually managed to get there. So, right, right. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Maybe it's because we had a really wet spring, but we were in Bayfield in the summer. And I remember like, I think buying strawberries from the Bayfield Berry Farm. And I was like, these things are like, like these are basically oranges, <laughs> or like they're this like novelty to- strawberries. <laughs> this is basically eating a tomato like an apple. <laughs> <laughs> basically, yeah. so I wonder if they got him some of these super juicy strawberries. And but you're right, he could have sliced them up. <laughs> yeah, right. Like if 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 he put three on each one, I would like have put three slices of half of a strawberry to make one and a half total strawberries on each tart, you know? Yeah, it's math lessons with Michael here. (laughs) (laughs) 
I would have added three halves to make one and a half strawberries. <laughs> oh my gosh, shut up. Um, I, go ahead. I was going to say, I did, I, I did find it interesting that he incorporated goat cheese, though. Mm. I know Sheldon likes experimenting with flavors. So I like goat cheese and cranberries, like dried cranberries. I, I really like that combination. I've never really had goat cheese and strawberries. I don't mm-hmm. think. So I, I don't know how that would taste. Haven't. Yeah. Like they said that it was almost kind of like cheesecakey, you know, mm. which I think if I was having a fruit tart, that would that would kind of really surprise me. If I knew I was going to have it, I think I would like it more than if I was told, here's a fruit tart and I bit into it. I would be like, oh, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> just out of surprise, you. out of surprise. Right. I know. That's I know, not saying I, I wouldn't it. like it, but it's just that would be the initial reaction. It um, borders on savory. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, yeah. So, OK. Yeah. My other question here he uh and and some of the other bakers had too but it was kind of the most pronounced on sheldon's he had glazed the strawberries so they kind of have that clear shiny look how do you feel about fruit being glazed that way okay so i have trouble with excess glaze so like on a lot of fruit charts i have it, it looks like someone took a brush and some glaze and just like lightly brushed it there so there's a bit of a sheen i have a lot of trouble with clear glaze when it's like it feels like it's dumped all over it and it's kind of dripping off the sides and when you lift the tart up it's like dripping and there's wet spots on it that makes me uncomfortable mm-hmm. i don't like when it's um because like I guess if this sounds like it was more of a glaze as opposed to like a gelatin, you know, mm. I do mm-hmm. not like gelatin on it because it's basically like taking plastic wrap and putting it over because <laughs> it's not like it's even like flavored gelatin. Like I love gelatin candy, like chewy candy. But when you're mm-hmm. just taking straight up like gelatin and coating it and it, it sounds like this was more of some kind of like sugary glaze as opposed to just gelatin but like a, a sometimes like store-bought fruit tarts right the fruit has that and sometimes it's Ugh. just like you ruined the perfectly good fruit on this but you wanted it to look shiny and appetizing and like that's how i feel yeah, yeah. can't do it okay rafa cat with a uh, brown butter berry tarts bbb bbb um <laughs> Yeah, I thought that these were super nice looking. Like mm-hmm. I, I thought so. Hers though were back to the glaze, a little messy on yeah. the glaze. You know, mm-hmm. it was kind of clumped on certain parts, not all consistently over it. Especially, it was more noticeable on. I think she had like blackberries. You know, on the darker fruits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On yeah, hers, yeah. it was definitely more noticeable. But what were your thoughts? Um, I thought that she had made the perfect crust and, and when I did see them, it's interesting because I sort of contrast them with, um, Maggie's. I almost want to say Maggie's looked nicer. I think like maybe in my I opinion, think I thought so. Maggie's yeah, looked a little mine, nicer. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But definitely I think Rough Cat probably had like the best overall combination, um, of, uh, factors for her. Yeah. To bring it yeah. home. For sure, yeah. for sure, absolutely. No, they they were really good, and this was the start of Rafa Cat's really good week. Mm-hmm. And now let's move on to the technical. So, James, tell me what was the technical this week? The technical this week was that was for the bakers. Sorry, to make sixteen herb garden dumplings that were supposed to kind of be shaped like tiny cabbages. Is a cabbage a botanical? <laughs> <laughs> I think we should have just said like they should have I think you just said like flora flora week or flora and fauna week or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Florana week, you know. <laughs> Plant week. <laughs> <laughs> Plant week, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um uh. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, we we talked about it at the top of the show. This is this is where we struggled to see the relation to botanicals. Um, cause even for the filling, right. Um, it was chicken and then it sounded like there was dill and what was the other, like, um, chive or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, I wouldn't really say that dill or chives are botanicals either. 
it, it does seem to be like like it's like a scent week. It's like it's like things with scents and like <laughs> James, you, everything you, has a scent except but, for but like you know, sulfur. Or, but or you no, know wait, what I mean? <laughs> except for sulfur. Sulfur, <laughs> no, sulfur has a sulfur definitely has a scent. I meant um, what's the um what's the the one gas that is like totally scentless? Like helium or something? Like not like inert? Um, carbon monoxide. Let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but i think i think maybe what they were trying to go for were, were just like like really um like things that are known for for scents right which are typically fruits and certain types of flowers and herbs like you're adding those for flavor and and stuff so mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. whereas butter isn't really like a scent <laughs> that is <laughs> like, <true. laughs> like things can yeah. smell like butter but you're not like oh let me let me light this butter flavored candle <laughs> although i'm, I'm sure that sure does that exist that actually exists. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean if they you know make, I mean? yeah 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 right i mean because they literally like pump out the smell of buttered popcorn from like movie theaters but i guess that's also the popcorn scent not just straight up butter <laughs> yeah yeah okay. exactly yeah. exactly Oh my god, you're making me laugh so much. Okay, um, first up we had Tanner, and um, the words were valiant attempt, which I think like starts to describe this overall technical. Yeah, I think the struggle was real in this one. I think not a lot of folks are used to this idea of cooking something in a hot pan first with a lot of water in it and then boiling out all the water and then letting it get burnt at the bottom. I like, I just don't think people are like accustomed to that type of cooking. It is very specific. It is very specific. So I certainly wouldn't be like, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I'd be like, what, how does it work? And then the, what? Cause then that like, I, it would, it would definitely throw me. So, um, and it seemed like a, across the board, even the first ranked baker, like, would probably have been like bottom half of the pack in like a good week. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think like if you've never made dumplings before, the only other time you probably would have cooked this way is when you made like a lean cuisine or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I remember I remember university. There are these frozen meals you buy where you like empty the bag into this pan and you pour in like a quarter cup of water and you let the water boil away and then you let it like get kind of toasty. So I do remember that in university. <laughs> so that's the only other time if you've never made dumplings before, you would know to cook like this. And you never okay. think of it. Yeah. Love it. Um, but for Tanner, I wrote that they were a bit wet looking and they were a little flat. Mm -hmm. They looked like they had sort of collapsed. Like I know they were supposed to stand up like cabbages. They had looked like they had sort of like me on a Friday. Sad Just cabbage. a little like, <laughs> yeah, sad cabbage on a Friday. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well isn't that everybody's friday mood like you know although sometimes actually fridays are very nice but yeah sometimes you just feel like a sad cabbage so. exactly just all wilted and steamed out on the couch just like, mm. <laughs> that's a covid friday that's a covid friday, <laughs> that's a COVID friday yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm filled with chicken <laughs> uh, but although his were not there was not enough filling apparently i know yeah um which was although, interesting because they were ahead. so thick so i was kind of like is it just all dough <laughs> Yeah. The answer was yes. Um, okay, then we had Mahati. Poor thing. Like, a few people struggled with this, where they were somehow, like, like, everyone was missing something. But, like, hers were shaped, but they were not seared, and they were also still a little raw. So, I, I felt bad A little her. raw. Yeah. Like, her hers... Um... <laughs> Well, she yeah, forgot to turn the like, stove on. She forgot to turn, <laughs> she forgot to turn the stove on. Like it's unfortunate. Like you know, ev everybody makes mistakes. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, like that. That's that's. Um, it was shocking that other people's were still raw, though. That was like quite surprising to me. So. Well, I mean, yeah, and that's what happens if you've never cooked this way. Like this idea that you're supposed to steam them first is kind of but strange. But they they had right? them do it the other way. They had them sear them, then steam them, which is why I oh. think they got all blah, sad cabbage. You know. Oh, you're right. You're right. That's not how we used to do it at home. When we used to do it at home, it'd be like you put them in a pan and you put like maybe like three millimeters of water. You'd steam that off, and then you'd let the bases get crisp. Yeah. After that. And then that would, yeah, that's how I think would make the most sense. But I think that's why we ended up seeing um, 
a kind of a bit of a look of sad cabbage. So, um, yeah, that that's that's hers. Okay, Sheldon, he uh, his head um kind of collapsed. They liked the good ratio. They basically said that his had the best tasting filling. And then his was the only one where they commented on the dip that they had them make. <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. I that's just feel true. like sometimes it's weird if the technical and sorry, this probably sounds like we're really complaining this episode, but like um, I find it weird where sometimes they'll be like, oh, and then you have to make this dip too. And it's like busy work almost to just be like, <laughs> well, can you do it? As opposed to like it being judged as an integral part of what you're you're making and sure a dip is worth less points than a uh, uh like than the whole dumpling but if you're being asked to make it from scratch i do think that it should at least be worth you know 15 percent of the grade a hundred percent or else you know what just get it out of the store and have them dump it in a tray exactly right mm-hmm. yeah yeah um but yeah, anything else about sheldon no okay Rafa Cat, what'd you think? I thought that they were beautiful and I got hungry because when they sliced it open, ooh, she packed that chicken in there. <laughs> it looked so thick and juicy. I was so I was so I, I feel like with Rafa Cat, I can tell I said this last time, but like I can tell she like really loves her family and those people that she cooks for those people that she cooks for because like you love people when you pack a dumpling like that. You're like, oh, yeah, get, like, all that filling in there. <laughs> you give them some love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's so yeah. – I after you said it last week, watching this week's episode, it was all I could notice, you know, was yeah. that kind of, like, it's packed with love and good intentions. Or not even yeah. good intentions because she follows through. Like, it, it's just, like – it's yeah. there. Um, the only comment that they had was that they wish she'd used a bit more spinach in the green part of the dough so it was mm-hmm. a little more vibrant. But other mm-hmm. than that, great. Um, okay, then it was Larry. Yeah, his were a bit thick and raw at the same time. So, Although, it was so a his was raw yeah. dough and not raw chicken. True, which, true. Like, to me, was a, a lesser sin, um, but be uh, like we we talked about this briefly before we started recording but i was surprised that they wouldn't eat with the raw dough but you brought up the very good point about it had been near raw chicken so like you could potentially get salmonella and like they don't want to pause production because like someone's shitting their brains out you know or, or <laughs> whatever <laughs> definitely not yeah definitely not um yeah so he also struggled a bit with size and shape anything else for you about larry's no not really i i feel like it was a little like maybe one or two people did really well and then it was pretty much struggle bus for the <laughs> for the rest <laughs> of them so like there there isn't much to say in that sense yeah, yeah 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 and last but not least we had maggie and she had a bit too much searing um but then not enough st- steaming and there was raw chicken um which was like an odd combo but i guess like you said if you're not used to cooking that way that would kind of you know yeah so overall i felt pretty i felt pretty bad for maggie because it, it was tough it's it's like a tough challenge as we said it's it's tough to cook that way um so that's what we got now it's time to rank the bakers in the technical so in sixth place we had mahati maggie was fifth larry was fourth uh tanner was third Sheldon was second. And Rafi Cott was first. Yeah. Well deserved. Well deserved. Although, again, like it was, uh, it it was good, but I don't know if in other weeks if everyone had done as well if this would have been a first place in a technical. Like, what's your thought? Yeah, I think, I think compared to the rest of the episode, this was sort of like, it was like, okay, well, this is, you know, this just happens to not be the worst one. I think this one was was difficult. This one was difficult. So I agree with you. Absolutely. All right. And that is the technical. Now it's on to the showstopper. So this week, the bakers had to bake a two-tier floral cake, which this definitely is botanicals. Yes, 100%. This is the one that I think maybe they started with and they're like, let's just make the whole week botanical. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Um, okay, first up was Sheldon. With the flower power cake. Aloha, girl. That's what 
I think. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like flower power like undersells it a bit. Like it it that would that kind of implies like different flowers to me, as opposed to if he'd kind of called it a little more like aloha, like, you know, something like that would have definitely I mean, as soon as you see it, you know it's a Hawaiian cake, right? But I agree with you, because when you say flower power, it kind of sounds like 70s hippie. I don't know what flowers they used. I don't know. But it does sound like Daisies. something else. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. Versus, um, you know, you're like Hawaiian vacation cake. I feel like that's a very um, GCBS name for a cake. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't get over, it, like, the way he made those flowers. Like, they looked like flowers. And the, the mm -hmm. frosting and everything was, like, so smooth. And it was just... I, I was like, this is two weeks in a row that Sheldon has blown us away. Yeah, I mean, he clearly likes to do very, um, like, avant-garde, if you will, or at least, like, very dramatic things, right? So from flavors to how he decorates, he does really push the limits. It just, it just even with this one, right, it doesn't always come off perfectly. And so he ends up having to compete with people like Rafakat, who, like, do things a little bit more simple but are pretty much perfect yeah um yeah so that's what we kind of saw again here yeah because the yeah. shiso didn't blend properly uh-huh uh-huh um but yeah uh, like you're saying kind of for the the risk she does it for the drama of it all mm-hmm mm -hmm. you, you mm -hmm. know it yeah. yeah um but i thought that it, it looked so great i i it, it was like astounding again maybe not quite as utterly show-stopping as last week's but still yeah. like if sheldon keeps delivering on showstoppers like this every week he's absolutely in the final i don't see a world where sheldon isn't in the final at this point unless he messes up like really hard mm, okay interesting so then we had maggie with her garden party cake and i thought that this demonstrated some really nice decorating skills and kyla certainly thought so too a hundred percent. I've never really had chamomile flavored cakes before. So this one I was particularly curious about. And I was really, really eager to try a bit. And mm. I would say the gum paste flowers and the decoration generally made this cake pretty beautiful. Yeah, the gum paste was definitely the nicest um, flowers. I mean, it was all it was all beautiful. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, good flavors. But the only critique was that it was a bit dry, the cake. Mm, so true. Alack, alas. All right, Tanner. With his Australian Outback cake. Okay, I totally got what Tanner was saying, which, like, there, there is the difficult moment of, um, are you saying this because it was the intention, or are you saying this to mask it? And if this truly, truly was Tanner's intention to leave it that way, then I totally buy it and i think that that worked well and it sold the cake but if that was just you know um oops it's a little messy like i wanted to leave it rustic like that i and i i don't know where it is on that line you know but but i i i did actually like the way it looked and i did think that it added to it but i don't know if it was intentional so I do agree with you that overall, I thought it was pretty cohesive, you know, even with the roughness, um, like the Outback. I think I, I think there was like this close up shot where, where Kyla was like, mm, well, these things, you know, this distracts from it. And then I think what you end up seeing is a little bit of um, uh, icing on the cake tray yeah. itself. And then so that's when it just... I can see how it teeters onto messy as a result, right? Whereas if like everything around the cake was clean, then you're like, oh, this was deliberate. So I think you have to be careful when you play with stuff like that, maybe. Mm -hmm. Good point. Um, but yeah, it was very detailed. Those um, Banksia flowers, you know, mm -hmm. they're just graffitiing all over the place. Um, that was a Banksy joke. Um, <laughs> uh yeah, we're we're really nice, and so I thought he did a great job there. But they did comment that his um, what was it, the hibiscus like um, uh, jelly or whatnot, like in, mm -hmm. in the cake was too sweet. Yeah, yeah, a little too sweet. Anything else you want to add about Tanner? No, I actually really, I will say the last thing is I enjoyed the color palette maybe yeah. of this one the most. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a unique one. It's brighter. Uh, it's it's borderline fuchsia. I it think. was like a cool shape too, isn't it? Wasn't it like um kind of not just it was two tiers, but they weren't on the same kind of exact straight line. Like it was a little 
angled differently. Yeah, it was like a diamond on top yeah. of a square or yeah. however you're looking at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I really liked that. Um, so I thought I thought it was great. Okay, then we had Larry. With the Mediterranean garden cake. So, yeah, this one was a bit unfinished. Um, which, like, yeah, he, he said, like, I don't know. I, I didn't think that this was that bad i didn't think that this was send him home worthy i didn't but i but that's i feel me. like you have to compare it to all the others though yeah yeah and you did right right and and this one was unfortunately the one that looked and and you know what when i first was seeing it like the first time i saw it i was like it doesn't look that bad actually it's, it looks fine and then when we rewatched it the second time before we we, we record i was like oh yeah no it looks it looks unfinished yeah yeah. Um, it was a very bouncy cake, though. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was very bouncy. And and I suppose the other reason, since we're talking about, you know, why this happened, it, it seemed like at least how it was edited. Um, it was supposed to be like sort of an olive oil tasting cake with the mascarpone, but then it didn't seem like the olive oil came through either. So, yeah. you know, sometimes when it's like it doesn't look great, it has to taste great. Or, you know, or, or if versa. it doesn't taste great, it yeah. should at least look pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um no it's it's unfortunate um okay and then it was rafa cat with the hibiscus raspberry cake okay this was like so clean looking and and like you know kyla and bruno were, were commenting on that but i would totally eat this cake like for the flavors like yeah. that were in it too I, I just thought this was like knocked it out of the park this one reminded me of it could almost be someone's wedding cake. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And like, what was it? Was it like lemon? Was it lemon poppy seed and hibiscus? Yeah. Was that uh, what yeah. it was? Yep, yep, yep. Oh. And then there was a raspberry cake as well. Oh, but the so raspberry, delicious. They said that the raspberry cake was lacking in some flavor. So, mm. But yep. the flower work was beautiful. Like the decorations were gorgeous, fantastic. So talented. Yeah. So talented. Yeah. Again, with what you've said about um rafa cat like previously i kind of feel like it, it, she has just there's something about the deliberateness and the kind of love and care that goes into it that i think almost brings in the kind of clean perfect like you know uh ness of it all I, 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 it's just it seems so unique to her Mm -hmm. to do it without like she doesn't ever seem stressed in the whole thing ever right you know i yeah or she or if she is she hides it really really well yeah and she that, doesn't let the cameras get point. it yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that's your point like you know she's like she's got that cleanness going on i do think she's gonna win this the season i do think she's gonna win the season yeah i i, I can see it i can see I it in the season but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Hey, that'll be fun. We'll see. Um, okay, last but not least, we had Mahati. With and with her uh sorry, Encyclopedia Botanica cake. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, I mean I love the I love the the pun. Yeah. Right. Like I, I, I think that that's great. Um, is it a pun on Encyclopedia Britannica or Encyclopedia I, that, Brown? Oh, uh, I would think it's Encyclopedia Brown. Britannica, one hundred percent. Botanica, Britannica, Britannica. Like that yeah. sounds like two awkward drag names. Like <laughs> they're on the same season, but they have like really similar names. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is Encyclopedia Britannica, and this is Encyclopedia <laughs> Botanica. But so mm -hmm. we're gonna call her Brit, and we're gonna call her Tana. <laughs> There you go. I was going to say Brit and Bot. <laughs> <laughs> Brit and Bot. No. No. Um, okay. So what did you think of this? So I thought it was such a cute idea. I thought it was a really cute concept of having a interactive cake that you could sort of open the cover of the Botanica because it was rice paper and it was edible. So overall, I, I quite enjoyed it um, in terms of the concept. Some of the, the windmill on the top was, mm. I, I would say, could have used a little bit more work yeah. but overall i thought it was a great concept yeah um the and and yeah the judges commented on this too that the cake itself needed more stripes of filling they loved the flavor of it but kyla specifically said if this had had four stripes of of filling 
that you would have had like a masterpiece but i and i totally agree like that was a tall chunk of cake to only have one slice of filling Mm -hmm. there's some ratios there that need to be reviewed i think yeah because i don't love a ton of icing on the top of a cupcake but i do feel like uh in a in certain cakes this stripe of icing in the middle especially if it's kind of light and fruity and not just straight up sugar um is very important like that's the thing that that brings it all the way home so yeah i agree with you anything else to add there no i i thought it was a it was a it was a ambitious concept and mahati has been quite ambitious in her in her bakes lately and she's pulling it off since that sea slug week so <laughs> yeah i'm the really sea happy slug. yep that. absolutely yep. okay so this week star baker was rafa cat which Yay. like no surprise and um like great job it just started good and kept going great all the way along so yeah she 100 percent deserved it and even from the very beginning i was like well, i think she's gonna win this one to your point yeah. Just because she like seems so flawless and and then the quality of the bake. So Yeah. Yeah. Look at the material. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then unfortunately Larry went home and I was very sad to see Larry go. I mean you were too, but I yeah, I was just I was sad to see him go. I agree. I thought it was so you know, it is and they even said this on um the episode this week. It wasn't so much that like his bakes were terrible, it's just that he was outbaked by other people this week. Yeah. And that's just the theme of the season. It's no one ever is really that bad. It's just they're outbaked by the other ones that week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not ever <clears throat> there's not ever the moment of like good god, like, you know, this person's got to go, right? This was just literally you had that you know what this is the ahura getting eliminated oh right but is there an led (laughs) no okay nobody nobody sabotaged a a placement you know of all of this but what i'm saying is that it's somebody who you know uh because in that improv challenge, we're talking about Drag Race UK now. Apparently, that's what this podcast is about. Um, they all did well, and it was just a very strong competitor did the least well in that one week and went home. And this was someone who could have gone all the way. And I feel like yeah. Larry, yeah. especially in Bread Week, demonstrated the skills that I feel like could have taken him to the final. And then, like you said, and like the judges said was just outbaked and they go week by week on this show there is no consistency across weeks they don't look at any of mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. that that's that's kind of why so yeah i i agree in that sense i do think it was just an unfortunate week in this sense and i do think he could have gone much further yeah yeah okay so now it's time for our baking brackets james yes guess what what i was right Oh, I forgot what you had picked. I looked at my baking bracket. I was like, I don't remember what my goal was. So, were you I right picked, all the way? I picked, uh, no, I picked Ralph okay. Cat for my star baker. And then I said that Maggie would be fourth in the technical and she was fifth. So close enough. Close, close. I was pretty close. Um, but then, yeah, Ralph Cat correct on star baker. So whoop, whoop. What did, who did you pick? Oh, I thought that Sheldon was going to take it. No, sorry, I thought Mahati was going to win this week yeah. and that Larry would be in fourth, and I was wrong. So. Uh, Larry was fourth in the technical. Was he? I thought he was. Oh, he was, so I got one point. Ugh, I was going to say we're tied then, but then now that you got this point, because, you know, I'm just so honest. Um, I'm the best. <laughs> nice. Well, so James is ahead two points to one right now, um, and next week is... So next week doesn't really actually have a theme other than the fact that it's quarterfinals week, which Mm -hmm. like, you know, what does quarterfinal taste like to you? Tastes like strawberries. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Okay. I don't know Um, what it tastes like. What does it taste like to you? Gold. No, why would it? It's not the final. <laughs> I know. I was just gonna say it should taste like bronze. Yeah. Yeah. Platinum. Oh, okay. 
All right. Top I don't know what that tastes I don't like. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. Anyway, um, it's quarterfinals <laughs> week next week. Yes. And so we don't really have a huge amount to go on um, other than the fact that, that there's only five bakers left. So who do you think, James, is going to come in third in the technical? I think Sheldon may come in third only because he makes some glass explode next week. Ooh, scandal, scandal, scandal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> see, I think that he's going to come in fifth because I think it's going to happen halfway through the technical. Mm. And he's not going to have time to remedy it. So he'll be bottom of the technical. But um, I think that, let's see. Um, Tanner is going to come in third. Okay. And then who do you think is going to be Starbaker? So interesting. I was going to probably give it to Tanner this week. I think he'll do something. I think he'll okay. pull something off this week. I think that Maggie is going to be Starbaker. Ah. Maybe, maybe. We maybe, shall maybe. see. We shall see. Um. So, yeah, that that pretty much wraps us up. Let me check if we got any new reviews. Um, we did not. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Struggle Bus podcast where yeah. we don't get any reviews. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, oh, I love all of that. I mean, by the time that this is edited, there will have only been like, you know, a split second between me going, let me see if we got any reviews to me going that. But um, hey, whatever. That was still fun. There was actually about a two minute silence where James like fully tuned out. And I was like, we didn't get any reviews. Okay, that is going to do it for this week. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at GCBS Podcast and at on Twitter at GCBS Podcast. Um, James is doing a fun little dance along as I wrap up the show. Please join us next week for quarterfinals week. And until next time, bye. Goodbye. The Cooling Rack is a Messenger Bag Media podcast. For more on how Messenger Bag Media could be your business's one-stop media shop, visit messengerbagmedia.ca.